Hello, everyone. It's Jiggy. Hello, everyone. It's Troy. And welcome back to the Fire Bombshell podcast. And actually, this is our very first episode. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, same. It's our first review, girl. And there's a lot to talk about already. We have a lot. So, there really is. So, let's have a little break first before we get into it. I'm so ready. Yeah. So first and foremost, we have Raw, and there's already a lot that happened in Raw. There was a lot. There we have plenty to talk about. For like a little bit of context, we decided eventually to record the the podcast in two days just because Raw and even NXT had a lot of things happening. So it's we were just like, we can't do this one thing. Yes. Uh, so like it's definitely something maybe it's gonna be a regular thing, but yeah, I guess we'll just see in the weeks to come. So yeah, first we'll and just... foremost we had the Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. So yeah, Troy you go you go first. What do you think of this match? Well first of all Um, I just want to let it be known that I am a Bianca Stan girl. She's talented. She's definitely a future star. Because she's a full package, okay? She can speak. She can wrestle. She's the, she's the strongest. You know, she's the EST for a reason. It's not just a gimmick. Absolutely. She's actually not the best. Person. She she hasn't really been in the business for a very long time. She's a performance yeah. and, and she's a homegrown in WWE. Am I right? Exactly. She hasn't. She, yeah, hasn't, she, she hasn't been in an indie, so it's really impressive. And Can you imagine her? Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention that Zelina is also okay. very underrated. That's true. I think I, Zelina. Zelina has such a managerial role that yeah. that and it really turns out that a lot of people. And to forget that she is a really good wrestler. Yeah. And like I wanna one one spot that I wanna highlight in the match is remember in the match where um what's it called um what they call Zelina was in the crucifix against Bianca Belair and then Bianca tried to counter but immediately after that Zelina went for a triangle submission perfect the transition she was, was so smooth that was so fast I didn't expect It that from her so honestly. Sweet. I feel like, like it's because how Bianca's so strong and how Zelina's so small. It's just a good dynamic between the two. It's, it's such a good dynamic. It's a good pairing. I want to see more yeah. of them, honestly. And They have good chemistry. And this is like, yeah, this is like the second or third match and it doesn't really feel the same compared to the yeah. other matches if you think about it every time they have a different match. Also, and, the new thing, yeah. storyline wise, Zelina was the one who points on You know, I, I was actually going to bring that up like, also. I honestly, I honestly feel like important. she didn't. I feel like she didn't. I don't Same. know why. I feel like it's, just a, it's just a gut feel feeling. Like. I feel like it's someone else. I just don't know who. Because like, I don't watch men's wrestling, you know. Yeah. I feel like they're going to low-key make this into like, um, remember in 2016? 2015, 2015, where... Everyone was like, hey, why the hell did you attack that? Oh, yeah, but it turned out to be TV. Yeah. I feel like it's going it's gonna to be one of those things. It gave me that. I doubt. I doubt it. Yeah. And might I add, I really love her shoes. I like her shoes. It, it just really stood Selena out. Selena always turns it up. When it yeah, she always serves. I don't think I'm, I'm, never, I'm never disappointed with what she wears. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so the match so, ended with a KOD girl. And one of my favorite finishers yeah. right now. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, it just establishes her as, like, a strong competitor. Like, carrying someone on your shoulders like that and just, like, slamming them on the mat. Always and forever, my favorite. I love face busters, you know. Iconic diva moves. Exactly. And it's perfect for someone like Bianca Belair for her character as well. Yeah. And I love it so much. It's It fits with her character and her gimmick. I love That's it so perfect. much. So up next, we're not, okay, we're not exactly sure of how it went down. Uh, yeah, on, on which but... order? With the, the next two segments. So if we get it wrong, well, we got it wrong. So right now, the next thing we're going to talk about is the segment with the returning Nikki James, Lana, and actually all three of them are returning. They're thinking about it. Yeah, actually, Lana all, all of them have been. Well, Natty and Lana have been gone for like a, for like three weeks, I think. A month. Yeah, almost like a month. But Mickey, girl, she was gone for like I don't I'm, know. I don't even remember when was the last time we'd seen her. She's been gone for a while. I think it's yeah. Been like she wasn't more, even in the rumble. Here. It's been like um, is it almost a year? Oh and I'm just super happy that um, D- Ring the Bell also mentioned this in their raw reviews. I'm just so happy that now they're really trying to hype up Nikki as like one of the yeah. She deserves it. She deserves it. People don't talk about her a lot, but she deserves it. Yeah, like a lot of people like to overshadow the fact of like how WWE is treating her like oh she's jobbing now she's not doing yeah, that much uh. but honestly at this point of her career she doesn't need the wins as much as let's say uh, Bianca Belair or Zelina Vega like she's she's kind I don't want to say she already, I think she's kind of past her prime now but yeah. she can still go she can still go girl like absolutely so what can you say about this segment though? Like how did it make you feel? Or whatever. Well, Mickey's promo, you know, it was typical, but you know, that's just who she is. She's a legend. She deserves to be called the six-time women's champion. She deserves the praise. That's but true. I think what made me um like this segment a lot was Natty and Lana. I actually didn't like their um pairing at first, but now seeing them together, you know, they're literally wearing the same outfits now. I've seen some of their TikToks and I'm kind of understanding their, um, you know, their pairing. I'm understanding what they're doing. They're being like, they're those, they're those annoying like TikTok girls. If you understand, annoying influencers. Yeah, but it's like I hate them so much that I actually like them. And I've been a fan of like Natty and Lana for a long time now. Like even when they were still solo, but now that they're together, I actually really enjoy them. What about you, girl? Well. Oh, I mean, like, first and foremost, the matching outfits gave me Summer Rae flashbacks when Summer Rae oh used to dress gosh. like Lana. Girl. Um, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed like, that I'm like, are we doing this era. again? Not really. But honestly, they serve. I like that. It's, like, it's really colorful and vibrant. And I think they'll be true. wearing similar outfits for, like, the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to compare, let's say, Summer Rae, who dressed like Lana, it was kind of... Like, I don't know, like, personally for me, at least now, like, with the matching outfits, it kind of, it really worked both for, well for both of them. Like, they both look good in it. No one looked awkward. True. true. Even though Natty's, and, like, you know, a bit larger, it kind it still fits her body mm-hmm. perfectly. She serves. For sure. For sure. And it's really interesting because, like, now thinking about it, this is probably 
the biggest character change I would say we have gotten from Natalia in a very long time. True, agreed. I want to see her like, do something else, you know. And I, f- I hope true. that this character change lets her have like a new attire. Cause like, girl, we've seen too much black suits. Um, we, we want we want color girl we want color we want color like maybe stick with the cat suit but make it like I don't know yellow that's a random true, color but yes true. but regardless on, in terms of like mm-hmm. Mickey James I, I wish we, we get to see more of her like give her one last title push you know one last I just want her to tie me tie Trish yes exactly she should tie her and then I'll be happy she can retire I'll be happy. Yeah, I think she's just waiting for that. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a pretty fun segment. Everyone, like, benefited from it. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. Okay. So, mm-hmm. moving on. It was a pretty short match, but it was still pretty entertaining. It was Liv Morgan against Peyton Royce. Yeah. Okay. Re- it, it was a really fast match. But, first of all, you know... You know, as women's wrestling stands, we really focus on everything feminine. Girl, they serve in black. They both wore black. And that's weird for, like, opponents. But they serve. They both serve, girl. Like, lives, like, shoulder thingy. I don't know what it's called. But, like, it looked like it was made of leather. And it really showed off the accents of her body. It it was really so good. Same with Peyton. I don't know. I just whoever's making the gears backstage, it's not Sandra anymore. I'm pretty sure she's in uh-huh, Sandra's an Yeah, yeah. but like whoever's doing it, thank you so much. It might be Sasha's Seriously. husband, but I don't know. It's a serve. So what do you think of this match, girl? Like for me personally, um it was wait for oh wait, I, I forgot to mention, but what I love about this mini rivalry that the is it safe enough to call them the right squad again? Um, let's just call it Live and Ruby for now. Yeah, let's just call it Live and Ruby for now. So, like, what I like about this rivalry, rivalry between Live and Ruby and the Iconic is like, no one is jobbing, and I like that. That's true. Like, it's, if you remember, it's, last it's a fair week, rivalry. We had, yeah, we had Live and Ruby pick up the win, but now we also had Peyton. They had, we had Peyton winning this one. Yeah. Also. Um. Also, um, that one spot, the little interference there. Not gonna lie, at first when I saw Liv fall, I thought it was a bot at first, and they were trying to like figure out if she's fine or not. Honestly, so it same. was a bit like I was just like, was that supposed to happen? But same. you know, it really worked out well, and you know, yeah. it like you know this. Despite this match being very short, it definitely gave the story progress. And that's true. really what's important when it comes to wrestling. True, true. And I, I, I'm, st- I'm still in love with Peyton's new finisher, you know. That spinning brain buster. Uh, it's still really pretty. It was about time the Iconics both got new finishers. Yeah, well, Billy's wasn't new. They just didn't let her use it. Like, oh. the spine buster, sit- the sit-out spine buster, she actually used it in the indies. Mm-hmm. It was called the oh, boyfriend oh, stealer. Yeah, that's she nice. used she used it for a long time, but like they never let her use it. She, they only gave her the big boob. It was kind of sad, but I'm happy that the iconics are winning now. Yeah, they're finally doing something with the tag division. Yeah, More to that. I love that. Same, same. 
So okay, if there's... so any final thoughts before we move on to the next match? Well, all I have to say is I really love this feud and I hope both teams get their rightful run as tag champs. That's all yeah, I got. I def- yeah, I really want both teams to have a tag championship run in the long run. But mm-hmm. moving on, we have Asta versus Bailey, which, well, to start off, even though this is like, I don't know, the third or fourth time we've seen this match in True. the last few weeks, it still mm-hmm. delivered. It- I it always okay. delivers, you know. That's true. Like, and I think I'll, at this I'll point, say, yeah. And like at this point, I would say that Oscar, Oscar has pretty much great chemistry with anyone. I don't know if this is my inner bias, but like, I feel like she has great chemistry with a lot of people. That's exactly what I was about to say. You know, Oscar's one of those wrestlers who can have a match with literally anyone, and it can always yeah. deliver. You know, because she's always so fast and agile, and she has so much good like transitions. And mixing that up with Bailey's own, um, you know, in ring work, it always it's always a good match. You know, even since the first time they like met in the ring, look look now like how long has it been? It's been like three years since their match at Takeover. Am I right? Three oh, Takeover years? Dallas. How yeah. was that? It's been so long. Four years, and look, they they can still deliver. Like it's been such a it's long. It's still time. fresh, and like yeah. Um, let's say compare that takeover Dallas match to um the that to the raw match. It was very different as well, because like now, mm-hmm. um, both of course both wrestlers have evolved from from their past, and they're Definitely. so they can open stuff on. And Bailey has been working on under her submissions, and I really love the ankle locks and all True. of that. It was, I really love submissions, so yes, I really love that for Bailey. Same. I really like technical wrestlers, especially with like submissions. So like, it's a personal bias. Right? This is why I also love Natty. You know, she's a technical wrestler. She's really fast, but you know, some other time yeah. when she has her own match. Yeah. But it was really fast-paced. That's true. Like, I didn't even notice that it was a pretty long match. And, like, when I saw, like, the match time when I was watching, like, oh, it was that long? Yeah, you don't don't notice the length of a match when you're enjoying it, you know? It feels like it's just, like, spot after spot, move after move. And that's when you know that you're, you're being entertained, you know? It's called World Wrestling Entertainment for a reason. If you don't get entertained, they're not doing their job right. And we were entertained. Mm-hmm. So, like, period. Period. I love so this final- match so much. Any final thoughts? All I will say is, I'm ready for Sasha and Asuka once again. SummerSlam. I'm ready. Sasha versus Asuka is just going to deliver once again. They should main event. I'm so Obviously sorry. true. I know. It's been... No, no like, disrespect, I know, like... Bro. I love Drew as WWE champion, but... Sasha Banks, Oscar, SummerSlam. That is so marketable, honestly. Like, and I'm pretty sure. Take first, yeah. And I'm pretty sure their first two matches definitely like showed like it's exactly. really popped. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Hopefully WWE that we want them in the main event. Same. I'm honestly like, so excited to review their match. Oh my god, yes. I'm I'm not I'm gonna so stop excited. standing so much, you know. Period. Okay, so on the last segment that we're actually going to talk about here for Raw, it's Shayna 
and Raw Underground. So wait, before we get into Shayna Baszler uh-huh. specifically, what can you say about Raw Underground? Like, in the span of years that we have been watching, we haven't really, like, seen anything like this. Um, actually, I didn't really understand what was happening. I was, like, the first time I saw it, because, you know, it was the man. I didn't really pay attention, but, like, I saw some, like, clips on Twitter, like, where they were, like, punching each other, and I was, like... So what does this do? Like, what do you do here? How do you win? And like, I didn't pay attention until you know. I I said I'll just wait for the women to have like their own chance at Raw Underground, and we got that this week. So what did you think of Shayna on Raw Underground as the first woman? Well, first and foremost, my first thoughts on Raw Underground was, why are they? I just, I know he's like a really terrifying guy. I forgot the, the guy's name, the big guy who keeps on winning in Raw Underground. You know who I'm talking about? I actually don't remember him, but I I've seen but, him. I know I know who you're talking about. I just don't know his yeah, name. Yeah, but like so yeah, the big guy. I just can't remove the fact that he was the villain in the Netflix WWE movie just a couple of months ago. Wait, are you for real? Yeah, I'm not joking. The one where Keith Lee was and Mia Yim was. Um, he was the villain. He was the one who was beaten up by the kid in the main event. And the and that oh. movie. I'm not even joking. Like oh I gosh, was just like, so oh, it's that guy. Looks like he's gonna have a debut now. Well, I guess we're gonna have more screen time from him. Yeah, let's just. I hope. Let's just like think that you know he's that image of him was gonna look and was not there, but. Yeah. Yeah, moving on to the important stuff that we actually yes. want to Shayna and Underground. Shayna Baszler. Yeah, she. I think it's a really good way for her to like mm-hmm. keep her at the storylines for now because I think WWE, WWE right now when it comes to her, it's just like they want to build her up, but at mm-hmm. the same time, they don't want her storylines yet. True. And I think that's the perfect. How about you? Honestly, you know, I'm not a big Shayna Baszler fan because, like, I've always felt like her moves were a bit slow. But honestly, I think this is her natural habitat. This is her comfort zone. This is her element. So <laughs> this really proved to us that she's a dominating competitor. There were three girls, girls, three girls. Well, one of them was in a blouse. I don't know why, but. I really enjoyed yeah, how she just decimated all of them. Yeah, why was she in the blouse? And she didn't look like she was in Raw Underground. She looked like she was at the mall. Like, girl. But she looked really dominating here. Like, Shayna. This just proves that she's actually really good if she's given the right, um, the right setting. You know, the right um, place or time. If you understand what I mean. It's just that maybe she hasn't yeah. had her... She hasn't had that match yet. The one that makes you like her, even though she's a heel. You understand? Like, yeah. I'm just waiting for that one match where I'm going to be impressed with her. You know? Because, like, her match at WrestleMania last year, I mean, this year, oh my God, that, I felt like it was so long ago, but her match at WrestleMania with Becky, I wasn't too, like, surprised or, like, too hyped up for it, you know, compared to the SmackDown match. But, I really hope that she gets. Um, I really hope she gets pushed in a way that it won't feel like we're being, um, in a way that she's being pushed down her throats. If you know what I get. Yeah, I get what you mean. 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 Yeah, I get what you m
I'm just yeah, just like what you said. I'm just waiting for her to have that main roster that match with the main roster specifically. Uh-huh. Because if you look at her NXT work, especially like let's say, I would say her best match in her in her career so far is her against Kyrie in Evolution. True. True. Would you believe? Yeah, because it mm-hmm. it was just really perfect. Like, um, unfortunately the. Unfortunately, she hasn't had that chance to portray that in the main roster yet. Yeah. But I think it's pretty safe to say that WWE is low-key building her up to be the next opponent of Asuka or Sasha, whoever champion may be yeah. after SummerSlam. After SummerSlam. And honestly, whoever it may be, I really think that they have the the wrestling prowess to make Shayna look good and to make us actually like her. You know, Sasha, Asuka... Any of those, any of those. For sure. So that's kind of it for Raw. That's it for Raw. We had so much to talk about. Oh my gosh. Hopefully, hopefully this this continues. Yeah. Like, it's it really, it's it's good for us women's wrestling fans, you know. Yeah, we we have lots of stuff to enjoy. This was a really good week to start our podcast with, honestly. Honestly, it was just really, this was, we, we it was regret. a blessing in disguise. Yes. Was Thank God. Yeah. That's kind of it. But, well, if there's nothing else, we'll see you on our well, NXT review. Well, I said got too early, but yes. <laughs> What's right? All right. Okay, so we're back and we've got NXT this week with kind of a decent amount of content to talk about. When do you agree? Well, it's more than whatever AEW, the combined three shows of AEW, but let's not get into um, that now. We have well. our, they'll get their own time. But yeah, first up for NXT, we have Mia Yim and Indy Hearthwell in a one-on-one match. So what did you think? Well, I mean, it, I'm really happy first and foremost that Indy Hartwell is getting more screen time. Agreed. Agreed. She deserves it. Like, mm-hmm. um, ever since the time she we saw her job against Sheena on Raw, she already shined already there. And now that she's getting her proper developmental time in NXT, period. And also, again, I have I kind of have a thing of a sub, I kind of have things for submissions. That again, that transition from Mia mm-hmm. Yim with Loki, she's like going for a cover, but she actually turned it into like an ankle lock of some sort. I'm not exactly what sure what they called it, but again, beautiful. I love it, and it's definitely it was a it was a good fun match, and everyone got their chance to shine for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one final thought about this match. I don't know, but was that the first week that Mia Yim wore a bandana on her head during the I, match? I actually think that was the first time that she's worn a bandana in a match. I love it. I like it. Honestly, she should do it her, more. Like, a, yeah. She always like, removes always it. Her, that's true. It's always like there as like a mask of some sort, usually. Mm-hmm. And I think she should stick to that, honestly. Same. Honestly, it was a really good match. Um, I really loved like that finish, that submission. I don't know what it's called, but I think it's like a modified octopus hold in some sorts. I don't oh, yeah. know. But I really have high hopes for Indy Hearthwell. I like the demeanor that she has. She's like a mean, a mean girl. If you you know, that's that's it. Yeah. And she she looks good in black. Sure. 
her charisma is just really natural. Yeah. Like, if you look at all of her matches. And, and it's all pretty well. Yeah, that's pretty much it for this match. Unless you have any yeah, additional thoughts. Yeah, there's nothing much to talk about with this match, honestly. It was it was good and it was it was pretty cool as well. And it had its spot. And yeah, I don't really have much to say about the fact yeah. Honestly, thank God it wasn't a squash match. You know, Indy had That's her true. own like her she had her offense in. But I guess this That's match is just like to about, build me, you know. Oh wait. That's definitely what I like about NA right now like let's uh-huh. say if you compare to the days where Aliyah was in like let's say Indy Harcourt's position where she was the one putting up the talent at that time Aliyah would just job I feel so bad for Aaliyah. well I felt so bad for Aliyah like that time when she's been in NXT for like so long but another time another time yeah I mean her her matchup is up next so maybe we can talk about her more then. same same I'll talk about her there So without yeah, so, if we're done with that, let's move on. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So next up we have the promo for the hype up for Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship in the in the next NXT takeover. So what did you think of this hype up? Um I know I know that a lot of people have already pointed this out, but I really love when WWE makes Io Shirai speak Japanese or any of their talent Same. on the speaking Same. Japanese. Because mm-hmm. like, it's where they're more comfortable at. So it's really, it's, it's, you can feel like their emotions there more like mm-hmm. if they talk in their native language. It's because they're comfortable like, with it, you know. Yeah, for sure. And... I don't know. I'm also a bit, I'm I also watch a fair share of anime. So like when Io Shirai was talking about Dakota, it was giving me like uh, anime villain Honestly, vibes. True, I true. <laughs> I I I was really into it. Like the first time I've heard Japanese a, a Japanese woman speak like that was in NXT back then with Asuka when she was like screaming at Ember Moon. I really enjoyed like like um the power her voice had you know or is that just a thing that asian that asian language has i don't know it just has so much more you know power into it like you would agree honestly i, I would say that asian language thing i mean like first and foremost filipino this language is exactly like like let's say if you say ouch compared to like aray which means the same thing yeah it i don't know for me aray aray does it better than ouch Yeah, because like I don't know, but I don't know. I feel like, like your your own language, if it's not English, it might it has that additional impact to what you're trying to say. Like it has an extra meaning. I don't know honestly, but I really like seeing like, um, like these wrestlers speaking in their home tongue. You know, their their own language. Like it makes them look so comfortable in delivering their promos, which is why I really like Oscar and Kyrie whenever they spoke Japanese. Yeah. Although if I if I, if there's like one negative thing I don't like about this though, this feels a bit rushed compared to like yeah. the other takeover matches that they have uh-huh. hyped up in the past. Like they didn't give a lot of storyline into it. Like, yeah, like 
what happened like Dakota just kicked EO in the face and then we've had two promos in a week I mean two promos back to back right and we haven't seen them on TV mm-hmm. since so I hope we get to see them fight at least before takeover so that we get that intensity going to get us yeah, hyped we have you know? they have one more NXT to show hopefully this yeah. like Please. sort of a match that they're going to be involved in. Because, like, I think right now, um, EO is case, like, via, is, like, storylines injured, if I'm not mistaken. Like, oh, really? Oh, I is it because of the kick? I think so. I don't know. I could be oh. wrong. But, yeah, hopefully we see one of them next week, at least. I actually want to point out another thing. Whatever happened oh. to Raquel... She's gone. Ah. Like Oh, yeah, I forgot the, to mention. In Dakota's if promo, like, she was like she was like uh what was she saying? She was like I my she said something like I'm my own woman, like I'm not a team player. Like are we going to ignore Raquel? When she was listing out listing the people that she was working in the past, she was like uh-huh. I don't need Candace. Yeah, I don't need Candace. I don't need Tiza. Where's, Where's Raquel, girl? Is she gone? Did she get uh I don't know what happened to her? Like, they're just ignoring the fact that Raquel was there. Like, girl, she debuted at TakeOver. Let's not pretend she didn't happen, okay? But honestly, I'm excited for this match. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, no WWE has something big up, big plan for Raquel, since she is really talented. That's true. I really like her, you know? She's a really tall girl, but she's actually surprisingly really agile, you know? I'm Mm -hmm. actually, I'm I'm a big fan. I want to see her more. And I really hope that there's continuation to this. Like, let's say, hyper, like, I want a continuation from Dakota and Raquel. Like, let's say, um, Raquel returns and attacks Dakota Kai or something like that. I just want continuation. Maybe that's why she hasn't been on TV yet. Hmm. I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll just see. Do you have anything yeah. else to say for this promo? Nothing much. Well, if there's nothing else... Um, let's talk about Candice LeRae calling out Tegan Knox. Um, honestly, I didn't have much to say about this except for just go in the ring. You know, they're both solid competitors. I just want to see him fight, you know. Just don't talk. I want to see you fight. I'm a big Candice stan. Well, back when she was a baby face, I feel like she her hype just kind of died down, you know. Is it just me? I don't know. I mean, I'm just like... Yeah. Like, about this segment, I'm just like, okay, I'm a bit surprised that they actually brought this up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I'm pretty surprised that they're turning this into a bit of a feud. And I know Candice and Tegan have great chemistry in the ring, so mm-hmm. they didn't give us much. That's the thing. So I don't really have that much confidence. Yeah. They didn't give us much with this. The thing with them is, like, I want to see them in a ring, you know. I prefer them in a ring rather, rather than, like, just talk about what they want to do with each other like I want to beat you you know like just go in the ring you know you can deliver I love both of them I've loved them since their respective Mayan classics and I just want them I just want to see them like go at it you know give me a good match because I'm a really big fan of both of them Tegan I just want to see her shine a bit more you know she's a bit overshadowed by pretty much a bit a kind of everyone Right now in the division, yeah. especially with Shotzi, which we will be talking about later. Mm-hmm. But I just want to see her shine, you know. She's she has good potential. I feel like 
the problem with Keegan Knox though is a lot of people like she's mostly associated with the people who she's tagging with like agree or even even like let's say her and Shot uh-huh. that was a little thing but like when people think of that team they think of like Shotty having the having like a, a dominant personality compared mm-hmm. to Keegan hopefully WWE does something to this more. I do not want. I do not want a heel turn. I'm so sorry. Same. Like, if you want Girl, to, we've had how many heel turns have we had? We've had Candice. We've had Dakota. We've had Bailey. Girl, and we've had like eight million. <laughs> yeah, we had so and, much. And like Tegan seems. Yeah, and Tegan definitely seems like something. Some someone who can be like such a good pure baby face. Like let's say how Dakota Kai was when she was a baby face, or. If we're going to other shows, Riho and AEW, mm-hmm. she has that potential. So I hope I make WWE tap into that. Well, I look forward to Dakota versus Io Shirai and Candice yeah. LeRae versus Tegan Knox in the future. But girl, we've got to talk about this next match. We've had we have Team Ninja, Casey and Kaden versus Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah. And I know you have a lot to say about this match, so. I'll let, I'll, let you say yeah. I'll let you say your okay. thing. First and foremost, um, I have a bit of a bias. I have a lot of biases. I'm Go, ahead. Say, Go ahead. I have I have a bias towards Team Ninja because, number one, Kaden Carter. She's half Filipina. Filipino. Filipino sister. Filipino yes. sister. Yeah. And then Casey Katanzaru. I've been a fan of hers ever since American mm-hmm. Ninja Warrior. It was a big surprise to me when she went mm-hmm. to the May Young Classic, actually. So I'm just really happy to see her in the WWE ring. And <coughs> oh, sorry, sorry about that. But this match, well, as of right now, when we're recording the first part of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, SmackDown has yet to happen. But right now, this is still probably my favorite match of the week. I would say. I have no argument with that. This was a solid match, you know. Just. Just watch it, everyone. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, just watch it. You'll enjoy for sure. And going, going back to what we said earlier about the tag team division slowly rising mm-hmm. up. These two teams, these teams have such great chemistry with each other, and the tag True. team moves. Every in the time in my timeline, I've seen a lot of Caden and Casey because mm-hmm. the tag team moves were very smooth, were very fast, and yes, agreed. Like we're very fast and it was really fun to watch, but I don't see a lot of praise for the the tag team moves, the tag team move of Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez. Did you because... see that it was a wheelbarrow and then Aaliyah did a cutter? It was a combination. Yeah, I really love it. I really love that. Like it, the finisher know. potential. Yeah, you're gonna ask me. I was surprised that it wasn't the end. Yeah, it's finisher potential and and. Earlier talking about Aaliyah, I am so happy that she finally got some sort she's of a storyline to work with. Her. She's finally winning. Oh my god! Thank God. I've been waiting for her to finally have a good storyline, to finally have like that platform to show, you know, the the fans that she can go because I know she can. Also, hopefully, compared to, I know that Mercedes Martinez is considered to be like the alpha of the group so to speak because uh-huh. like you know how in tag teams that's one alpha yeah I, I i i'm definitely hoping that we get to see Aliyah get the cover or a submission pretty soon because i don't even remember the last time she had 
a pinfall victory when she got the pin. That's not a tag match or something. I actually remember. I think it was it was with Zaya Lee. Am I right? And it's actually been a while. I think it's been a month. And I just want to see her, you know, have her own win. Like, sure, she won the tag match, but she didn't get the cover. I just want to see her shine oh, too. My... I just realized what happened to Zaya Lee. <laughs> We haven't seen her in a while. Um, actually, I don't remember either. She lost that yeah, match with Ali, and then she left. <laughs> yeah, maybe perhaps WWE just doesn't have plans for her right now, which is understandable. They can't push everyone. Yeah, we have, we have a lot. True. Yeah, but I really so enjoyed. About- I really enjoyed this match, you know, especially when Casey and Caden did their. On their tag moves, I don't remember how it looked like, but I think it was when she they pulled their opponent pu- pulled their opponent like to the ropes, and then Casey followed up and mm-hmm. made them trip over. I really like that they're both small and how they're both really fast in the ring. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a really good combination, and honestly, I posted this on my Twitter, but I just want to let it be known that Casey and Caden have my full consent to take the tag titles from Sasha and Bailey. Same. I'm just, I'll I really just, hope I'll just put it out there. Yeah, yeah, I really hope WWE gets behind them and sees the support that they're getting. And like, they get the push that they deserve. Yeah, like even though they lost the even though they lost the match, I want to see more. Like I'm I'm invested. Like, sure, I'm invested in Mercedes and Aaliyah, but but nobody looked weak in this match. At least for me. Yeah. Nobody I, looked weak. I really enjoyed I, both teams. I think in general, though, that's um kind of going off topic here. But like in general, I would say this is definitely like a one-up that WWE over has over AEW when it comes to their women's matches. Nobody looks weak. That's true. Oh my gosh, like, I didn't realize that. Oh like if you think yeah. about it, like okay, um for the AEW stuff, we'll get into that in another time, which is later mm-hmm. on this episode. But we'll. We have some things to say. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. I look forward to both teams. And honestly, they should just... WWE should just bring the tag titles to NXT, okay? Like, let one of those teams have a run. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, like, make one of them on Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, I'm ready. But I guess that's it for NXT. I, no, this was a, not, This was a really... Yes. Wait, was it not? No, girl, remember, we were, we haven't really talked about how Rhea and Shotzi attacked them after the match. <gasps> oh my... Okay, I, I kind of forgot because I was really excited about talking about the match. Um, yeah, it's... But yes, what did you think of that? My mistake. Shotzi... I mean, um, compared to, let's say, compared to Tegan and Shotzi, Shotzi and Rhea as a team is, for me, it's more believable because Mm-hmm. Their personalities and their characters are more alike yeah, they're kind than of each other. It's very alike. And I'm super happy that Shotzi Blackheart is getting a spotlight, even she though is. she's pretty early in her NXT career. True. You know, I feel like, you know, SmackDown hasn't aired yet at the time we upload this, but I have a feeling she might make it far in the triple brand battle royal. I'm just fe- I just feel it. Oh. I know oh, she'll yeah. be yeah. there. Um, I guess this is our only time to have like a mini prediction of who do you think we're gonna is gonna win the battle royal. Who do I'm, you think will win in the battle? I'm gonna Give go. 
I'm top gonna three, go... Top three. top three, okay. I'm gonna go... In no particular order, because I don't know, you know. I'm going Naomi, Mickey James, or... I'm not sure. Maybe someone from NXT. Anyone in NXT. Honestly, same. Because, like, Mickey is the only one who's entering with a storyline, you know. She said, I'll see you next week. So, there's And she wants a championship. She mentioned that. Yeah. So, I hope, you know, if it's not her, at least Naomi's available. But, yeah. I'm so ready. Naomi deserves better. And, like, I don't know why, but for me, I don't think it's a coincidence that Mia Yim had a match, had had her... Had a return match. It's been like a few weeks since we haven't seen her. The week of the triple band battle royal. I don't think that's a coincidence. True. She's definitely like, there. Like she's a contender. She's gonna make it far at least. Yeah. Same with Shotzi. I, I see. I see a bright future for Shotzi. You know, she's a really good baby face. Like people can yeah. get behind her because she has such a strong personality, and it's something that. You know, we can get behind. And might I add, she is also a Filipino sister girl. Yeah. Oh, my God. I really love her. Representation. Um, if, you guys have, if, if you guys haven't watched it, but um, Shati, Shati Kaden, and Joaquin Wilde. Joaquin Wilde. Joaquin Wilde, who's also have a Filipino, a Filipino sister, Filipino brother, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. they had a mini mukbang posted on the WWE that. performance. Check it out, guys. It and was really, really fun. fun yeah, they talk about, like, like, you know, the culture and everything. And honestly, what sold it for me was Joaquin Wild's Jollibee tattoo. That was so funny. Oh, my God. But honestly, I'm just really happy that we have this kind of representation, you know. Like, back then, we yeah, only had, like, yeah. Batista. And, like, TJ Perkins. And TJ but, Perkins. But at least now we have Filipino wrestlers, you know. Period. I think there's a very first... From what I can recall, they're the first few Filipino women from the I'm pretty sure they are. And I'm glad that they have the potential to be top stars. So yeah, that's and, all I have to say. Yeah, and they both have storylines ongoing right now. Like, right mm-hmm. now, Kaden has her thing with Casey and Shati's being with Bria. So it's, it's, it's a good thing for us Filipino fans to have that representation. It is, it is. Do you have anything else to say? Nothing much. How about you? Nothing else. So this was a really good week for NXT. You know, they've had good, really good matches, especially the tag match. And I look forward to the tag division. So we'll see you on SmackDown. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. So for this week's SmackDown, we actually quite got, we got quite a decent amount of women's segments actually. Starting that off with mm-hmm. the Retribution attack. So what did you think about this attack once again from Retribution? Well, for me personally, the first thing that caught my eye was the one who actually interfered, who actually went in the ring. Yeah, in the Morrison Big E match was a woman, and it was uh-huh. pretty evident. It was Jesse Kamea. Girl, if you saw the purple. Yeah, I saw. I saw those highlights, girl. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. And like someone, there was also like like red. There was someone with the red hair as well. And I'm like Kaylee Ray. That's, like that's very honestly same. Possible, possible. 
like I don't know the travel restrictions right now for COVID, but uh-huh. it's not impossible for debut. Yeah, it, there's a chance. But last week when I watched it, I said there there are two women in this group. But watching it a while ago, is the did they add like another woman or has she always been there or am I just seeing things? Because I think there were two women in the standing on top of the announce table, and one of them was in the ring. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. It's just a feeling. There were, there, there were like more people added to retribution all of a sudden. There's like like last yeah. week there were like five. Yeah, now and they're like eight or something. Yeah, there's so much, but you know, all I'm gonna say with this um with this group is that I hope it leads somewhere exciting. You know, I I just wanted to cool like we need something to like spice up the division right now you know mm-hmm. do you have we anything really know. yeah and we won't really know who the members are until wwe actually reveals True. It, like, you know they could just have, have like a body swap or whatever yeah and they do that all the time mm-hmm. and i'm just a really big fan of mixed stables like Same. stables with men and women like let's say the last The last stable that's like on WWE that I remember is Sanity with Nikki Cross in it, yeah. and then and then AEW they have Anna Jane the Dark Order. Yeah, so the like, Dark Order. I, I I'm a, I'm a big fan of those, and hopefully mm-hmm. this is gonna be a great sign and more opportunity for whoever the women may be. Same, honestly, I just hope that this is gonna be like something fun to add to the show. But if you don't have anything else to add, do you? No, not much. Okay, if nothing else, let's move on to the iconic, the return of the Divas Battle Royal. Girl, I love Battle Royals, honestly. Do the you? Divas Battle Royal. Yeah. yeah. You know what Girl, trust, it was, it's, it's one of my favorite match types, you know? Like, ever since the Divas era, like, the times when they were, like, wearing costumes and, like, being creative. I really enjoyed those, honestly. Even though, like, sure, they used it for... Um, you know, objectification for the viewers. I just really enjoyed it as a women's wrestling fan. You know, like it got to sh- it. It helped them show like a part of their personality. But I was just really excited to see this battle royal, especially considering it's a three a triple brand battle royal. So, what did you think of the match? Yeah, just to add on to what you said earlier, we haven't seen a lot of battle royals like That's lately. True. If you think about That's it, true. like it's very um. It's very diva era, like we said, because like mm-hmm. you know, back in the four, when they're just WWE did not have any idea how to start a women's tournament. So they're like, okay, whoever mm-hmm. wins this, okay, let's start with someone winning a battle royal. Then let's go from there. That's literally the story. So it's like a good throwback. And then with the match match itself, my first comment I would say is again, I love the continuity of the storyline that's with the among the people in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, if you, like, with the Iconics and Liv Morgan and Ruby, first and True. foremost, that was a little storyline. And um, besides besides that, I'm really surprised they had the, the Loki called back to the Shotzi and Shayna mini feud. True. Which I really found. I, and it was, it was a pretty decent match that I expect Asuka to win. Definitely not. No, in no way did I see that happening, girl. I don't think anyone did, but I would say that um, as much as I wanted another woman to win, like Bianca, who, by the way, mm-hmm. looks amazing. 
Like when I saw her with her blue outfit with the matching she, lipstick, she always like, serves. She always serves. That's true. Like as much as I wanted someone like Bianca, Naomi, or Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. winning, they just this just isn't enough time to build up for the for that specific match. So I yeah, think as much yeah. as as much as people could be mad at it, this is like storyline wise, this is the best way to go. Honestly, I actually see your point. Like, I understand that people are annoyed that that Oscar's facing Bailey for SummerSlam again. I mean, considering that they just fought like this week, and there's like one week left, if I'm not mistaken, before SummerSlam to build up the hype. But yeah. you know, I guess people are just wanting more competition. You know, but I will say in this battle royal, um, one of my favorite spots was the Bianca and Tamina face off. What did you think of that? Yay. Yes, I definitely love that. And with Bianca having the little homage to that Phoenix. Yeah, that, that elimination, girl. I recognize that. That is Beth and, Mich- Beth and Michelle. That is Beth and Melina. Beth and Melina. Girl, iconic. I, re- I remember that he's about it. That I- okay, but like now that I mentioned it, storyline-wise, can you imagine? Why, why do I feel like WWE's original plan was... If like let's say Kyrie didn't leave, they would have made Kyrie versus Bailey. Why did it? Why can I see that? Honestly, I feel like Kyrie would have had a match at SummerSlam either way for I for I don't know either title, but I guess this is just their way of um you know doing doing things with what they have. But you know, yeah. girl, we have like five five girls available who Bailey hasn't faced yet. Like. Imagine if Dana won. Like I was really excited when Dana like showed up out of nowhere. Like I thought she was gone. I forgot yeah. about her. Everyone literally forgot about her. Yeah, I didn't. I, I remember like I was like, where where did she come from? And then I remembered like she she went under the ropes before she like got knocked out by Nikki Cross. But that was so fun. I thought she was gonna win. I was hoping. Same. Although Loki, I was a bit annoyed by like that. There were so much elimination from people outside of the ring. Yeah, I, I honestly like, don't. Get at that. first, like at first, it was like okay, this is what they usually do in like the battle royals and the royal rumble. But then it just kept adding on, and I'm just like, girl, there were like three. Am I right? I'm pretty sure there were three. Like it got kind of old. Like, girl, just just, yeah. just walk to the back. Although I will say I got I got really sad when Naomi when Naomi fell, girl, and Lacey eliminated her ha- out of all the people. Like, I just they, felt the hashtag. Girl, I tweeted it out again. Girl, she deserves at least, like, if she's not gonna get a title match, at least give her a storyline. You know. That's true. Like they haven't really built, they haven't really been building up Lacey and Naomi either. So yeah, frick. <laughs> Well, and, we got. Oh, sorry. You go first. Okay. Um, and it's really just funny because after the match, all of the tweets of like Bailey and all saying like Naomi deserves better. Yeah, like, I saw those. One of the things that made my day. Honestly, I just want to see her shine again. You know, I want to see her pop yeah. off because I know she can. She can deliver, given the right storyline and the right build up. She has that potential. Yeah, like they don't really have a direction for her right now. Yeah. Like if you're gonna ask me, I don't know what, what about like a mini team bad reunion with Tamina and go mm-hmm. and you know 
um, continue the tag division because the tag division is thriving right now. True. Well, what do you think of Asuka having two matches at SummerSlam for both women's titles? Well, I think at this point, it's it's pretty evident that she's going to win one of them. Hopefully, Same. the SmackDown Women's Champion. Same. I really want Sasha Banks to have a long reign. Same. She and needs it. Also, speaking of pay-per-views, I find it so stupid that WWE is going to have payback literally the week after it's SummerSlam. Do- yeah. What is the reason? Um... Honestly, I have no idea why they're doing that, but go ahead, girl. Go ahead. As long as they're defending the uh, tag titles, I'll take it. Well, it's it's a match. I'll take it, I guess. Yeah, I'll take it. But like two pay-per-views within a span of two weeks? Hmm. Bye, that, Is that like, so you mean you're gonna give us a pay-per-view with one week of storyline? Like, sure. Do your best to build that up. But I, I don't know. I, do I trust them? I don't know. So that's kind of it for that battle royale. Yeah. Well, we know that Oscar's gonna have a good match with Sasha and Bailey. We just want something new. But with that, with that said, girl, we have to talk about Mandy and Sonya's promos. What do you think? Period. 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 Honestly, I feel like. This was Mandy's best promo of her career. Do you think? I would agree. I would agree because she was so intense. Like she was like looking intently at the camera and she was delivering every word. Like she really meant it. And I feel like her dynamic with Sonia, considering they're best friends, like they're com- they're comfortable with working with each other. You know, they know each other mm-hmm. really well. So maybe they know each other's weaknesses and strengths as well, and they tend to play with that. What do you think? I'm just really happy that WWE is giving them this opportunity because um, it's really rare for like someone, I mean, both of them haven't really been in the title picture as of late. It's really Mm -hmm. rare for a one on a women's match, a non-titled women's match on SummerSlam, yet a non-women's title match on SummerSlam, they're more, Mm -hmm. especially that none of those two are like in the title picture right now. Like, I think the last one I remember was Charlotte versus Trish. That was last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Year. That was last year. But that was last year. But yeah. the, thing, the thing is, if you can look at the difference, Charlotte has been... They just wanted to give Charlotte Flair a match. And Charlotte yeah. is, has always been in the title picture. And these mm-hmm. two women haven't really been in the title picture. Yeah, they have So I hope this elevates the two. And, you know, it's getting the support of the fans. And the hair versus hair match. Hair versus hair. Girl, I have a feeling. I have a feeling Sonia's losing just because I feel like she can pull off a bald head. I feel like she'll look really good with it, especially with her heel persona. I feel like, I feel like people are gonna love her even more. Although I wish she could win. Yeah. Who are you rooting? I just don't see. I just don't see WWE making Mandy Rose lose this. Yeah, I doubt because I don't. Because of her hair. Yeah. Her hair is beautiful. Yeah, it is. I like her shorter hair now compared to like longer. It's I I I I like shorter shoulder length hair on women, especially Mandy. It fits her a lot. But who are you rooting for? Like, I mean, I'm really rooting for Sonya here. Sonya has been like the she's been on fire. Yes, agreed. But. 
But I mean, if you look at their matches, Mandy has. I I ha- I don't even think Mandy has won one match against Sonia. So this is yeah, summer going to be the time of match for sure. Honestly, I'm just really glad that WWE is giving that giving us like a mid card women's storyline, and it's happening at SummerSlam. Like, thank God. True. And hair versus hair, girl, Molly Holly, her impact. Yeah, she, the trailblazer. True, iconic, and we're gonna make more hair memories on SummerSlam. Do you have anything else yeah. to add for this promo? Nothing much. Alright, so we got this little quick segment from Nikki Cross where she approached Alexa Bliss regarding her actions in the, in the past few weeks, you know, leaving her behind alone with the fiend. Honestly, what, where do you think this is going? You know, um, I'm honestly, I'm super invested in what Alexa is doing in right Same. now because number one, Alexa is a star. No one can like fight that. Yes. Like, you can, you can, you can argue about that. She's one of the biggest stars in the women's division right now. I will argue that she is probably besides the four horsewomen and Asuka, she is the biggest star among the women. Uh-huh. Like established at least. True. And then, um, with I don't know exactly what's gonna happen with her and Nikki, but I can I can see her. She's kind of she's slowly aligning himself, aligning him herself with the field. So, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a really interesting dynamic. And I don't know what will happen to Nikki Cross after that, unfortunately. True. I don't see a future for Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross as a tag team. Yeah, I feel like they're going to break up sooner or later. Like, I can see it happening because if, if Alexa continues her storyline with, like, you know, Braun and, and Bray, Nikki Cross might, like, get lost in the mix, you know, and she'll have, like, no one to tag with and she'll eventually become a solo competitor again and honestly i'm super mad about her being a solo competitor like i missed her run in nxt like i really enjoyed her there i would love for it honestly and knowing wwe i definitely feel like a super i definitely feel that there's gonna be like a superstar shakeup anywhere soon anytime soon there there are rumors actually I've really? Um, I think they're planning one in October, but it's not confirmed yet. It's just a rumor, you know, oh, going around. Oh, Survivor Series time. Yeah, maybe afterward, after Survivor Series, so that it's like yeah, interesting. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But afterwards, we got an Alexa Bliss interview regarding what Braun said about her last week, where Braun was like, I don't care about Alexa Bliss. And, you know, obviously Alexa being her being his um, mixed match challenge partner, she obviously got hurt because they thought they were tight. Well, what do you think mm-hmm. about what do you think about it? Well, I mean, the interview for me, like compared to the other women's storylines, I wasn't as invested in. Same. But at the same time, Alexa, I would. She sold the emotions in the interview. Yeah, she did. And going back later, if we were to go further in the show, where with her segment with Braun, she just sold it. Like, if we're going to talk about it now, she sold it. And Girl, I don't know. It really seemed like she took the bump, though, with the Gorilla Press. I think she did. did I think she, she did, and WWE didn't want to show it. Yeah. Maybe because, like, I don't know, PG, PG stuff. I don't know. They 
didn't even they didn't even rate this episode as PG though. Oh really? Well, like, like apparently, like I've been seeing like tweets like, oh, they went. Why is this rated TV fourteen unless? <gasps> honestly, I really like intergender like moments. Honestly, it's it's really fun. You know, we don't get that a lot. But Alexa and Bron, girl, they're like polar opposites. It was really, like, imagine being that small, being carried to that height, girl. I'm gonna scream. I I would scream. That same, honestly. And yeah, I, speaking of, and I also hope that WWE slowly but surely brings back intergender wrestling. We've had like Ooh. our cases here and there with mm-hmm. like Baron Corbin giving Becky Lynch and NWA yeah. and all, but. I just want to make it official. Like, when Charlotte returns, make her challenge a men's title, please. True. Like, you know, she's got, an ev- she's got everything in the women's division, honestly. And if, you, if we want someone to, like, a, if we want a woman to enter the men's division or, like, fight for uh, a, a men's championship, who else to choose than Charlotte Flair, you know? I mean, Nia Jax, but Charlotte's the star, you know? She has that power. And I definitely feel like WWE will do that because she's a flair. So, like, True. there's already a bias there. So, they would make her. Agreed. Sure. Agreed. Well, that's pretty much it for the interview and the segment. Do you have anything else to add, girl? Nothing much. It's, I'm pretty. Was that SmackDown? Not yeah, that, that was actually SmackDown. Well, honestly, I enjoyed this SmackDown. Oh. Yeah. WWE delivered this week. When it comes True. to the in terms of women, they, they had a lot to give us. It was really fun. I just I just look forward to like what Alexa and Nikki are gonna become, you know, as a tag team. If ever they don't break up. Um let's just see where it goes. So before we move on to AEW, we have this little segment called the Special Spotlight, where we take where we talk about one of our favorite wrestlers who is outside, who works outside of WWE or AEW. And for this, for the first ever Special Spotlight, we are gonna be focusing on Diana Perazzo. So try when we go first. Well, the first, the first time I saw Diana was in the Mayan Classic, like. Oh wait, no. She she was a jobber on SmackDown, you know, to Alexa Bliss. But I saw most of her in the Mayon Classic, and that's where I got to understand like the virtuosa character. Like you know, she's a she's a good technical mat based wrestler, and her character as a virtuosa, um, it complements that. And I really love her her entrance attire. You know that what's that called? Is that like a jacket? Yeah. Like, like it reaches jacket. to the floor. It's a, it's a big jacket. And, like, she just walks with ease. And you can tell that she's, like, you know, she's a sassy woman. And my favorite yeah. match from hers in the Mayan Classic was against EO. Unfortunately, it was, like, the match where she got eliminated. But I felt like she had really good, like, back and forth strikes with EO and her submissions versus EO's um, high-flying maneuvers. It was a really good dynamic. So I really enjoyed that. And I'll, sure. I'll also talk about her debut on Raw against Asuka, where she, she kicked Asuka in the face, girl. I, I thought her, her head literally 
whiplash backwards. And even though like sure it was it was a jobber snatch, it really showed her character. But unfortunately, you know, she left the company um during this pandemic because the WWE didn't have that much plans for her. But I'm glad she's shining an impact. What about you? Yeah. It was okay, before I get to my thoughts to Diana, it was really surprising to see um someone like Diana Peraza who had little to no hype in NXT get the match in Raw, have an entrance True. and even have like a fairly it was a it was I wouldn't even say she looked that weak in the match. It just goes mm-hmm. off the one. She didn't even look that True. weak. Same goes with Chelsea Green when she had her match against Charlotte. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Something fresh at the time. Okay, my opinions on Diana Perrazzo. Well, first and foremost, Diana Perrazzo has like a special like connect. I have a special I feel like a special connection with her, mostly because mm-hmm. if you've been watching Impact in WWE, she's been like appearing as a jobber for like a while. She has 2016, 2017 and broken Impact in WWE. So I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. She's back." And then, of course, the main but she never really had the character until the virtuosa and i really love the virtuosa it's mm-hmm. very different i would say yes. to what to what a lot of the gimmicks are nowadays and yeah just, just like what you said unfortunately she left wwe and now she's on impact but mm-hmm. she is killing it on impact and like well, she's the champion within like a couple of months, within a couple of months they made her champion and yeah i would say um the Her match against Jordan Grace in Slammiversary is definitely for me right now. It's like a top five match, like so far. Ooh, oh, for this year. Can you watch it? I yeah. watched it. It was pretty good. She she was really fast getting her like submissions, and I and I really love that about wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And it's super for me. It's super exciting because um, I didn't even. I didn't even notice that Impact has yet to have an Iron Man match between the Knockouts, but oh, they're yeah. actually finally getting one next. And you know, she's, you know, Impact slowly but surely hiring these great these great talents and True. elevating the Knockout division once again. And with Diana, it's just her proper time to shine. And mm-hmm. I really hope. I think she's still. Hopefully, she's still open to a return in WWE or maybe AEW. So True. let's just see where she her career goes. She's she's a pretty fun wrestler to watch. And yeah, and she's a sweet see, person. Yeah, if you see like her interviews with yeah, with the Bell or Chris Van Vliet, mm-hmm. she's so sweet and so sincere. Yeah, she deserves better than what WWE gave her, and I'm glad that she's getting that in Impact. Yeah, so that's pretty much the spotlight. That's of, it for this week's spotlight. spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, the special spotlight. So now moving on to the AEW side of things, and first we're gonna talk about the women's tag team tournament, tag cup, the deadly draw, or like, I kind, I honestly forgot. It has a lot. It has a lot of names. So it has a lot of words. With the tag team tournament, so that we don't complicate it too much. Okay, but before. Before we get into the matches, I just want to point out. I just find it really funny that you know the theme song that they're using, the champion theme song or whatever. Yeah. Girl, apparently all of the major American companies love that song. There's like Alicia Edwards from Impact uses that song as well. Oh, um, And she hasn't been copyrighted yet. 
I don't know. And like, you know, even and when you watch back Charlotte's match against Chelsea Green, that's also the theme song that Chelsea used. So like um, <laughs> I, I guess they love that song. I mean it's it's a bop. It's like a bop. to be fair. So yeah. It's just like fun point things <laughs> like those out there. <laughs> okay, so the first match we got Big and Lil Swol or the Swole family against Leva Bates and Rache Chanel. So try you go first on what are you what are your opinions on this match? Well, first of all, I'm really happy that Nicole Savoy, aka Lil Swole, is actually back on my TV screen because like the last time I've seen her was in the Mayan Classic, and you know I enjoyed her match, her matches a bit. Um, she wasn't my favorite, like I, she wasn't my my pick to win the the classic, but I enjoyed her moves. Like, wasn't she called like the Queen of the Suplexes? I'm pretty sure that was her nickname. Something like that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was that. But in terms of the match, I firstly want to um, give my praises to Miss Roche Chanel for being one of my favorite women right now in wrestling. Because, girl, she is the embodiment of Stan Twitter. Like, girl. Honestly. She is. Can I just say, I, I would love to interview her one day. Like, girl, can you imagine? Agreed. I feel like she's such, a, she's such a fun person. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. But what I said here is that I love her her character, you know, being that sassy, um, the sassy lady, and you know she's she's being introduced from the land of the what's that, the fashion capital the fashion of the world, Paris, France, girl, she she's that girl, she's that girl, and I'm happy that she's like, she's really committed to her gimmick, like, you know, whenever she runs in that like little crazy skipping way, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There was a video mm-hmm. about that. And then she suddenly kicks someone in the face. Like, girl. I love it. I love you, girl. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy that she's being used more. I honestly hope that she gets signed because she, she's, she's the entertainment in the wrestling, you know. Yeah. I love wrestling yeah. in itself, but I want to get entertained also. Not, and like, not to mention, I really love her entrance, you know, with the bag. Yeah. What about you? It's a really good refresher of all of the serious gimmicks we've been getting uh-huh. in the past few years. And, okay, with my opinions on this match, this match was really good. I really love the mm-hmm. match. Uh, that it spots all that. But the one that really entertained me about this match is the character work of both teams. Big exactly. Swole and, yeah, Big Swole and Lil Swole. Um, Lil Swole or Nicole Savoy, she kind of acted as like the younger person among the two mm-hmm. of them. But I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Nicole Savoy is the older one amongst the two. So it was just like fun to see her to be like the younger one. And yeah. even though it's like, like a really fun thing to put out there. And Leva Bates and Rache Chanel, like, you know, they didn't really gel like as a team. Yeah. The match itself. Like, like they had some tension in between them. But that spot in the first time where... And the before the match began, where Leva gave Rache a fashion book, I love it. I girl, she that she sat in the I, corner and read it. Um, girl, <laughs> I love this woman so much. Honestly, I want to see more from it's, her. Like, it's just great character work for both. Teams. Yeah, and, and I'm just I'm also happy that everyone got their time to shine because AEW is notoriously known for. Not giving the women a bunch of time, which we will get, which we will talk about in a few. But oh my god, yeah. can, we, can we talk about 
the Swole fam the Swole family's tag team finisher, that flatliner rolling cutter oh maneuver. God. I forgot to talk about this. Yeah. Girl, it I was know. really it was really cool. Honestly, these innovative tag team finishers are really they're really impressive. Like how, like I think about how no one else has thought of these. Like they're such good combos. What do you think? Yeah, and you know, Big Swole and Nicole. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be referring to her as Nicole Swole because that's uh-huh. what I'm like yeah. used to. Same. So, Swole and Nicole have really been doing this for a long time. They've, they're an established tag team back in the Indies. Mm-hmm. So you, the chemist, the chemistry is really is. It's evident that they've been tagging for a long time. Uh, they've had. And, they have. Good you know, time. they might even be the ones to take to Actually, win the whole tournament. I'm down for that. But, yeah, let's see. So, I. Any more opinions on the match? Well, none else, but best of luck to Nicole and Big Swole. That's all. Yeah. So up next in the tag tournament, we have Eva Lee and Diamante against Dasha Gonzalez making... I believe this is her AEW debut, right? I believe so as well. Yeah. And Rachel Eldering, another person making her debut. True. And to start off, number one, I'm so happy that Rachel Ellering is back in her ring. See, Unfo- she's been injured, yeah. right? Yeah, unfortunately, that's what I, that's what I was about to say. Unfortunately, yeah. um, not only was she not in TV that much in WWE, she was injured when she got released. Yeah. So that was really unfortunate timing yeah. for her. And it's really fun. It was a fun match, honestly, because he released in Diamante. They kind of, they're like. They're like what I like about the tag tournament um, is that there's a good amount of really random teams like you got the Nyla Roses and Arion Andrews yeah. and even Rashe Chanel and Leva Bates is kind of random. But there are also these established teams like Evelise Lemonte, Swolfam, mm-hmm. and the Nightmares, the Nightmare Sisters. So it's really it's a good mix and and everyone really has a good chance to shine in this match. Dasha Gonzalez, we were talking about it in the chat. With we have a to very talk about like Yeah. Girl. She had a very diva-like moveset and I lived mm-hmm. for it with all of those with all of those tumbles and... She was cartwheeling the, everywhere. Cartwheel. Yeah. Very good. That was the word I was thinking Cartwheel. Of. It was really amazing. Yeah. So how about you? Well, first of all, I will say I got a bit confused because why did they allow Ivelisse and Diamante to be a team in the first place considering they were pretty much beating each other up in a match two weeks ago but I can see why they put them I I can see why they put them in a team you know their characters go well together like you know they're those spicy spicy ladies ready to fight in the ring and I can see that they have been a team before and I know that they can work together um, with good timing, with good chemistry together, and I, I, I'd be down for them to like reach the finals if if that's what AEW's plan for them is. But I have to give props to Dasha. I did not know that that she could do those. Like, girl, if I saw Renee Young do a cartwheel, I would scream. Period. What if maybe she, she's just so iconic. And. To add on to what you said with Diamante and Ivelisse, I am so surprised AEW has yet to sign them. Like, True. exclusively. Like, if you 
check the AEW roster. They're not even there. So They're I'm just like, because for me, that's my basis. That's my basis on who signed or not. Sign them. So, Sign them, AEW. With the, um, with the amount of TV time they had, hell, they even had a dynamite match and there's two women who aren't even signed. So like, Sign them, AEW. They're Sign both them. amazing. They're really like, talented. Italy, we've known, I've known Ivy for a very long time. Diamante, I saw an impact before with the uh-huh. revived LAX. And yeah, that's pretty much it for this match. Any more opinions? Well, best, again, same with the other, t- with, with the Swole family. Best of luck to, to Ivelisse, girl. Best of luck. Oh, I might, oh, I also want to add Ivelisse's finisher that, uh, monkey flip power bomb. No, not not monkey flip. Sunset flip. Sorry, that sunset flip sunset power, power bomb. Yeah, girl. Dasha had good timing there. Like they literally jumped in mid air, and Dasha just got smashed. So props for the timing. Good luck to Ivelisse and Diamante. I want to see them go far. That's all I have to say. Okay, so um, before we move on to dark and dynamite, let's just talk about have a little prediction of what's gonna happen in the tournament. Ooh, okay. Because I'm honestly surprised with the semi-final matches. So it's actually going to be the Swole family against the Nightmare Sisters. And mm-hmm. I'm really surprised because I really thought this was going to be the final match. The finals. Oh my god, actually. Because like, haven't they been been like teasing like that they might be like the final two to like face off? But honestly, we love unpredictability. Unless the Nightmare yeah. Sisters end up winning everything, you know. Um, I mean, honestly, at this point, I can definitely see them winning everything. Same. Not gonna lie. I, f- I feel it as well. Because I definitely see, um, in that match, I definitely see something like a screw finish with, I feel, I, de- I feel like Brit is going to be involved for sure. Or mm-hmm. Re- Reba, Rebel. Reba. Like, I don't know what name her she is right now because she calls herself Rebel, but yeah. everyone else calls her Reba, so we can't. So but that's all I, have I definitely to say. feel like they're gonna interfere. And then let's move on to the other match for the for what's your prediction on mm-hmm. Anna J and Tai Conti? Which just saying, it's Tai Conti, not Tay Conti. Oh, it's Tai. Okay, noted. <laughs> no, because no, because like I I I, I don't know because um, basing off her ring the bell interview, she said oh. Tai Conti. And yeah. it's Tainara. It just would make sense. But it's oh, oh, oh yeah. Not she has a point. I respect her. It, like, it, it, it makes, like, it just makes sense. So it's Tai Conti. Oh, well, I almost said they. So it's Tai Conti <laughs> and Anna J again. Um, Ivelisse and Diamante. Well, I feel like I... it's more <laughs> predictable than that. Yeah, but well, honestly, I, I honestly liked on Anna J and Tai Conti together. Like I don't know, they just look like a marketable team. Although Evilise and Diamante, they are also like a marketable team. Like they they have their the looks that they have together makes them look like a force to be reckoned with. But you know, Anna, Anna J and Tai Conti, they look like the Blondtourage. If you remember that. Oh my God! <laughs> yes. Kelly and Tiffany, I I just like those tables. Yeah. You know, I mean stable. I like those teams. And honestly, I enjoyed their mix too, but I didn't want to see them win at the expense of Arion, but I love them. I love yeah. them too. I was torn. Best of luck to whoever wins that match. I'm rooting for either way. The o- yeah. The only thing that can 
right now, the only finish I can think of of having Anna Anna Jay and Ty Conti win is like if the Dark Order someone gets involved in oh. the match, which would be really cool. Not that would be cool to watch. They probably should. Yeah, let's just see what AEW gives us. Yeah. So, moving on, we we're gonna go to AEW Dark where we got Penelope Ford against Rachel Ender. So, you go first. What do you think of the okay. match? First of all, I would. It's a known fact. Like I said it in the trailer episode, Penelope Ford is my favorite. But I would like to make it known, girl. Kip Sabian in a crop top. Woo, child. You're let me take. Good. Let me it's take ended. a seat. <laughs> it ended toxic masculinity, and even Otis. If you watch True. SmackDown, he True. also wore a sort of a crop top, and I'm like, yes, toxic masculinity being yeah. ended by those two guys. I love it. True. Honestly, and he should do that every week. I won't complain. I would love to see it. Same, but I also will see. I'm really happy that Rachel's being used again. You know. She lost in the tag tournament, but she's still here, and I'm I'm happy for her because like, again, May Young Classic. I enjoyed her match with Kimberly, who's currently in in Impact, and I really wanted to see more of her. So when she got signed to NXT, I got really excited because I knew that maybe there she, there was a chance that she could be used properly there, but you know she got injured and then she got released. So I was like, I want to see her do something, and now that she's facing Penelope Ford. It was a good showing from them both, but like, it, it was a good match. But I, it was just like one of those matches that had the purpose to like elevate one of the competitors, you know, as mainly Penelope, because girl, that finisher, yeah. that handspring cutter, and with that fisherman mm-hmm. suplex, that's that's a good combo, and that's one of the reasons yeah, why I love Penelope. I just want to know when AEW are going to sign these women. You got yeah. Rachel Ellering, Jay Chanel, even Lil Swole, Demont and Ivelisse. They're really good women. And they've been, they've been consistently showing them in their program. So, like, why not sign them? Agreed. It's just, like, it's a bit odd for me. Like, for them not, not being signed, I mean. Mm-hmm. Because Rachel's such Hello? a good talent. Yeah. Okay, such but... a good talent. I'm so... Can, can she just get her 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 push, you know? Get the deserved way. push. Because I, I know she can deliver. I've seen her matches in the Mayan Classic. And give, just give and if her you watch, like, And if you watch like her matches on YouTube as well, it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, didn't she like face Caitlyn when Caitlyn returned? Yeah! I, I know that match. Someone went through yeah. the table. I don't know who. But it was a solid match. Yeah. Maybe it's time to rewatch that match. I actually probably will because you forgot about that happening. It just rem- I just remembered it okay. at the back of my hand. But that's it yeah. for Dark, you know. The better women's yeah, match in AEW this week. Yeah, I would, I would say, okay. So, Dynamite. Well, okay. So, this is where, like, I kind of have an issue with it. It's Hikarushida against Heather Monroe, which... Okay, I, want, I just want to start off. I want, I want to get this out there. I have nothing against what AEW is doing. They're like, I actually like it where mm-hmm. they're hiring a lot of indie talents for like yeah. a couple of appearances mm-hmm. because the indie scene right now, it's, kind, it's basically dead because of the pandemic happening. Yeah. But I'm just disappointed that 
their women who are signed to the company aren't getting as much screen time exactly. as them, which I find really weird. Like, Hikaru Shida, she's the champion. She doesn't need to be a jobber, like a jobber, and like Match. to build her up. Like, yeah. if you're... Like, if I'm going to think about it, where was Mel this week? Or even Leva Bates? Leva Bates is mm-hmm. one of the best wrestlers, I would say, in that division right now. Yet, she's mm-hmm. getting little to no screen time. I mean, she's the manager of the initiative, but she hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities to showcase what she's made of. And then, going back, like, this, like, you know, you could have, they could have just done may, way more things than have her, than have Karu face another quote-unquote jobber, even though we all know yeah. Monroe could do. But the thing is, you know, I could just like think of a lot of alternatives. Like they could have hyped yeah. up one of the tag teams. Like you okay. know, I don't think it would have hurt it when they made, let's say, Ali or Brandy Rhodes face Ikaru Shida and made them job and made them lose because she does the champion. It would just make sense that she would win against them. True. It's just really disappointing because we can both agree that the only mm-hmm. woman having consistent screen time in the AEW is Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Agreed. Who is currently in this, which boggles my mind that uh, yeah. So, Honestly, I mean, if you, about if you the match itself, me... Um, I didn't. I don't have that much to say. Like I literally typed down in my notes: Hikaru Shida versus Heather Monroe. Nothing much. And another bullet point that I put is that isn't AEW having a pay per view soon? I'm pretty yeah, sure they out. are. All out. So, all so who's out she facing? December. Isn't she defending? Like, who's she facing? Hello. Like, she's the champion. Like it's kind of like it's pretty evident that she's gonna defend already. Like. Where's Nyla Rose? Like, you just aligned her with Vicky Guerrero. Exactly. And they haven't done much anything. Like, they had that one tag. They had, uh-huh. in the tag team tournament, which they lost. So, like, where are they leading this? Thing? I don't know where they're going with this. Like, you know. I have, it's just really weird. Like, and I the, have speculations. About, oh. And there was, like, what? there was, a, there was a, in, an interview after the match. Where the who, what did he ask? He was like, I think he was asking about what what do you do now? And I think Hikaru Shida was like, bring them on. And then that was the end bring of the interview. On. Like, um, uh, are you not gonna ask sure. about potential challengers? You know, are you not gonna yeah. face anyone? Like, it's just really poor right now. It is. Like, I don't know. The only like I hear like a couple of like rumors that oh, it's gonna be a surprise opponent for Shida. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the name of the paper, the all out of odds. But like as much as that would be really great to see, I just want some storyline going on because oh I forgot mm-hmm. to point this out. A lot of people a lot of people have been comparing how the AEW related to the Divas division, to the Diva mm-hmm. era. Oh I but, see that a lot. Yeah, but uh, all I'm gonna say is at least the Diva era had one storyline. True. Like, they had one storyline going into it. It wasn't a lot, but it's more than what AEW is giving us. Exactly. The the issue with AEW is that they don't have consistency when it comes to stories. You know, of course, when you want to make a good story, you have to 
you have to lay out the plot you have to make some sort of build up to somewhere and you know in the in wrestling the pay-per-view is supposed to be like the climax you know the culminating yeah point. but there's no build up whatsoever girl and like yeah, the, the pay-per-view is like right around the corner so like mm-hmm. is something gonna happen you know we're not getting new new well not new we're not seeing the women that we're used to seeing in the roster so yeah. where's AEW going with this honestly god bless their their creative system if they need anyone i'm available yeah. i'm available hello i need you see just contact me can't call me like, honestly you know, We could work overseas. Like we could just give you the matches that we want to happen. True. I I I won't go to college anymore. Just just let me give me the the women's division. No, I'm kidding. But honestly, no. literally anyone can do a better job. Honestly, I'm not even. We're not even. I don't think that's being mean, and we're. I don't think that's being mean already. Mostly because it's kind True. of like a conscientious decision of like what it's, a lot of people. Because it's say. happening every single week. You know, I wouldn't yeah. be mad if this was the first time it happened. You know, same thing with Naomi. If she yeah. lost once, I wouldn't be pissed. But she's been losing week after week. You know, exactly. and that's and that's only one woman in AEW. It's the whole division. So like, what yeah. are we doing? That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. The only thing I would say, because like, right, people are saying that it's gonna be a mystery opponent on All Out. Not gonna lie, the only person I can think of as they could really make it like interesting for me is Awesome Kong. Where is she? Where where are oh, they, where are all of them? Is she like I think, overseas? She, I think she's filming Glow. Oh, are they filming I a new season? Um, yeah, the final season. Unfortunately, oh. I love that show. Yeah. So I. I I guess she's not that she's not available, but maybe who knows? By all out, maybe she's good to go. And you know, um, speaking on more towards the AEW Women's Division, I'm really interested to see what they're gonna do when this whole pandemic is done. Where they Agreed. where they're gonna get four of their women, I'm pretty sure, back, mm-hmm. which is was arguably the biggest star that they have built. Besides, Agreed. it's arguable that Britt Baker, but Brit I Baker. would say Riho. I would, yeah. I would, I would argue that Riho like edges her a bit. Like if you hear the crowd mm-hmm. react for Riho, I just love oh. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have to agree Yuka with you on that. Yuka Sakazaki, another person who have they been building up like before the pandemic happened with yeah her little driving spirit. I honestly love that. Like why can't we have things like that with like the women? Mm. Like I don't care if they give me like a two week storyline. If there's a storyline, I would live. Yeah, honestly. Like, I, Anything at this point, anything. Yeah, and then Emi Sakura, another Japanese girl. She's a legend. Uh, and unfortunately, they recently released Bia Priestley and Sadie Gibbs, which it was. I, well, well, no offense to. I mean, I don't. I don't know what they were thinking. Like maybe budget, but like I don't maybe. know. Again, it's their decision, and I just hope for the best for Bia and Sadie. Same. And Shanna. Sha- I really like her feud with Nyla. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting thing to watch. Like those four women that we just mentioned, that I just mentioned, they're actually women that 
at the time before the pandemic, they've actually been using them and building them mm-hmm. up. If True. you think about it, um, if you think about it, Big Swole was Loki. They weren't building her as big as right now of all in Venezuela. Like if you think about it. Honestly, yeah, I'm just hoping best of yes. luck to the AEW, whatever they plan on doing. That's all. Hashtag give AEW women a chance. Let's, let's make that a thing. It has to be a thing. Yeah. But that's actually all I have to say. Yeah. And that's all we have to do for this very first episode. I can't believe we finally did that. That was our first episode. If you made it this oh, far, wow. thank you so much for listening. Yeah, congratulations. You have passed through all of the annoying things that we have said. Same. Also, give us your feedback. If you, if, you, if you have anything else to say regarding the podcast and, and how to improve, just, just, just DM either one of us. Yeah, definitely one thing that we love about, um, that we, we really want to hear right now is because, like, you know, a lot, we have, we've been getting a lot of general feedback, but mm-hmm. we would really appreciate it if more people give feedback and point out the things that we can improve on, which which is pretty fun, which is so we can take into consideration. Agreed. So, yeah. So, if you have nothing more to say, you have nothing more to say? Well, all I will say is for updates regarding the Pipe Bombshell podcast, you can at me at Troy PBP. Yeah, and you can also at me, it's at Jiggy PBP, both at Twitter exclusively at twitter <laughs> same same exclusively at twitter so thank you guys so much for being for listening so to our first episode and this was you know this was really fun not this gonna lie like covering yeah and hopefully hopefully aew gets into wwe's level when it comes to women's booking but yeah and yeah, that's kind of it for today, for this episode. Yes, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much.